Welcome to the Squadcast. Hope you're having a, a great day. So we are arriving at the last uh, one for our series on Philippians. So journey through Philippians 1 to Philippians 4 and uh, I've had lots of lots of great feedback on uh, the series and yeah Sarah what did you what do you think of it? Yeah I really enjoyed it and I think if anyone's missed any any parts of the series they should go back and, and listen to it. I think yesterday was the most challenging of all of them personally. Right. Sitting there texting my husband like I hate it when the message preaches to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think if people haven't caught up they should. Yeah yeah it's preaching to me as well you know um, even I was even just reflecting you know times that uh, I've said and done things that have hurt people um, and also reflecting on the fact that just because, purely because of being a pastor I think potentially they hurt more you know and, and just actually owning that has uh, been a challenge for even for, uh, for Ali and I so you know that's I think you know I'm always preaching to myself when I'm preaching but um, I, I think if you haven't or, or if you missed any, uh, the key one is always Philippians 2. Mm. That chiasm in Philippians 2 is the centre of the whole um, the whole book, the whole letter. Yeah. And everything keeps going back to that. You know, whenever yeah. Paul's talking about the mind of Christ, we have to go back and look at what is he talking about when he talks about the mind of Christ. Absolutely. Uh, because he's not talking about agreeing on every theological topic. He's no. talking about... Laying down our power, laying down our right, our rights to, and our need to be right. He's talking about serving one another with humility, uh, and even to the point of laying down ourselves, mm-hmm. which looks like laying down our rights uh, in order to serve those around us. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're gonna cover a few things in uh, Philippians 4. We didn't get any questions through yesterday, uh, which either means it was super clear (laughs) or really confusing and no one knew what I was talking about. Or everybody was super convicted. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of feedback yesterday. uh, People really found it challenging and helpful and stirring. And so I I think that's that's really cool. So uh, where are we going to go? Uh, I think it'd be really great to talk about being companions of the Lord versus companions of offense. Mm. That was, um, yeah, I felt like you, you kept skipping on after that. I was like, wait, 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 I haven't stopped. I need to, I need to think about this a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there was others that were probably challenged, like, am I being a companion of the Lord mm. or am I being companions of offense? Yeah. I think we've probably all gotten ourselves into a situation where we've uh, partnered with other people's offense. We've looked for people to partner with our offense. Yeah. Um, I thought, found that really challenging yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and I, I did intend to spend a little bit more time on that yesterday, but, um, you know, I ended up where I ended up, you know, so so didn't, uh, so it's probably a good thing to, to talk about a little bit more. I, I don't know about you, but I've found as I've, as I've grown up in the Lord, I find myself less and less uh, involved in triangulation, mm-hmm. you know, um, places where I am... Um, taking on other people's offense and actually i find less and less that people come to me uh to look for me to be a companion of offense because i'm just not interested yeah uh and maybe that is a good uh way of 
uh, thinking about it or you know it was, sometimes it's hard to be self-aware around am I being a companion of, of fence here mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe a good indicator could be do do you find just that you people come to you a lot yeah with offenses with things that they're upset about with you know people that have you know been critical or whatever if, if, potentially they and maybe not always but potentially they are coming to you because they recognize you as someone who's going to be a companion of offense um, sometimes we can do that because we care about people mm-hmm. and so we want to hear uh, hear what's going on for them how they've been hurt because we want to care for them um, but how do we how do we actually be a caring person, mm-hmm. have empathy and compassion for a person that's potentially hurt, and maybe um, they may be just just in their offence in the sense that it's uh, it's not actually being offended that's the issue. Mm-hmm. It's what we do with our offence that's the issue. Yeah. Um, and so, how do we then go? Okay, this person's brought this to me. Uh, am I going to be a companion of offence or a companion of the law? Because it's I don't think it's helpful either just to say. Um, I'm not interested. Yeah. Somehow you've got to be able to figure out, is this just gossip? Mm-hmm. Uh, or does this person have a genuine hurt that I can now be a companion of the Lord with and help them with? So I think we need to back up, use the word triangulation so yeah. to explain that. Uh, so imagine a triangle. Um, so it's called, there's a few different names like the drama triangle for this. So at one corner you would have uh, the villain, that's your bad guy that may have offended you, uh, there will be a rescuer and there will be a, a victim. So usually the person who's been offended, they're the victim. And so they're looking for a rescuer who will partner with a fence, who will say, you know, yep, they're the bad guy, you know, you poor thing. Uh, but actually what we need to do, instead of us being a rescuer, if someone comes to us with an offence, we need to become a coach. Yeah. And so that's when we get to help encourage them and move them towards health yeah. Um, processing that offence in a healthy way um, and asking empowering questions as well to kind of help the person see oh wait maybe it's not them maybe it is me um, yeah. to help sometimes the offence is valid yeah the hurt the hurt is genuine um, but to help them to work through that um, yeah sometimes people need to be hurt before they feel that they can forgive yes yeah, so it's to do that in a healthy way be totally. a coach don't be a rescuer yeah totally yeah yeah and so the goal always as a coach is reconciliation absolutely um and so how how can i help these two people to reconcile their relationship um and in doing so we are we are representing jesus well who you know has given us the ministry of reconciliation mm-hmm. so if we are truly uh, passionate about getting jesus what a he paid for and what he wants he wants his church should be one mm-hmm. um, uh, so reconciliation is the ministry that we've all been called yeah. to so reconciling relationships um, and and reconciling uh, our relationship with our world around us as well you that's know right. that's important as well but um, so I, I think when we when you think about triangulation you actually see uh, Jesus talk a little bit about that but actually his first response is is to not create a triangle he says that as a secondary response mm-hmm. so the first response is go to the person that's hurt you yeah and if you can't reconcile uh, between yourselves then go to a third person mm-hmm. but the third person has to be a companion of the lord that's right someone who is going to be able to sit and see both sides someone who is going to 
their their main goal is reconciliation. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know about you, but whenever I've been in this sort of scenario, my natural want is to find someone who's going to be on my side. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> yeah. Guilty. Uh, but and so that's why often our friends. Uh, in that situation where maybe we've gone to someone first our, our friends probably aren't going to be great That's right. companions of the Lord they may be I'm not saying you know they might be a really you know mature Christian and may be able to do that but it's not always you probably actually need someone that's uh, not as close yeah, to either party to... Yeah, can be impartial and, and can really say hey my, I'm coming into this with one goal and that's yeah. to be a reconciler right. I'm not going to pick a side because the reality is, the moment we pick a side, we forfeit the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. And you know, and so if we're called to be ministers of reconciliation, we actually cannot pick sides. That's good. Yeah. And yeah, so I think um, so. You know, that's that's important. I think one of the other things we were talking about offence is, um, we Jesus was. Uh, he's always having these challenging conversations with Pharisees Um, but the Pharisees kind of have this perspective that what comes into a body is what defiles Mm -hmm. a person Um, but Jesus responds and says no it's actually what comes out of a person that defiles a person and I I think it's important when we're thinking about offence because it's not it is not the, the fact that we are offended that is necessarily wrong it's what we do with the offence and so um, I think it's really interesting where Paul talks about in Corinthians 3, um, it, one of my favorite lines, you're acting like mere humans. I, I just, <laughs> I, I love that. Um, but he says, brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not, not ready for it. Indeed, you were still not ready. You are still worldly, and his description of worldly is: there's jealousy, there's quarrelling among you, there's you know discord, or you know you can imagine all the things. People are offended and, and not handling that well. Now, are you not? Are you not worldly? You are acting like mere humans. Mm. Yeah, then he then he goes on to say later in that in that passage: Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple, and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple. God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. And so, I mean, what... If you think about um, not offence itself, because I think some people might say that offence is like a, a an infection, mm-hmm. you know, and if we if we don't deal with it, it festers and it becomes toxic yeah. and, and all of that sort of stuff. It's not actually the offence that is the issue; it's how you deal with the yeah. offence that be- determines whether this is going to be healed or whether it's going to become toxic. And and here's the thing. Paul says we are one body. That's right. One body. Okay, so if I get an infection in my finger and I don't deal with it, mm. it gets into my bloodstream. Yep. And now my whole body is defiled because I didn't deal with the one little wound on my finger. Yeah. 
And this is what Jesus is saying. It's not what comes in. So that whatever came into my finger to get infected, that's not the issue. Yeah. The issue is I never dealt with it. Now the whole body is infected with this disease, with this, you know, yeah. it's gotten into the bloodstream and now it's become toxic to the whole body. Mm. And this is exactly what Paul was getting at. You, we are all the temple of God. If you if you attack one person or you deal with offense wrong with, with one person, you are actually destroying the whole body. Yeah. And I think one of, you know, Paul mentions earlier about um, being worldly. He says, you know, you, you, this is what this is what it looks like to be worldly. And I find it really interesting that he doesn't go down a sexual immorality. He does it other times, but mm-hmm. but he's actually really hitting on this thing, saying you 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 look just like the world. Yeah, you're divided. You're there's discord and disunity. You look just like the world right now. Are you acting like mere humans? That's right. Come on, you're called to be people of the Spirit of God, who who uh, who are passionate about getting Jesus what he paid for passionate about what he is passionate about and jesus is passionate about his bride he is passionate about his bride looking like him this is what we're called to this is not about how we get to heaven when we die that's right you know if 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 that's your whole focus or if if that's where you the the center point of the gospel is where i'm going to end up when i die then all you need to do is do the you know whatever you know repent believe uh, you're off to heaven. Good job. Uh, who cares That's how right. many toxic relationships you create on the way there? Who cares if you've destroyed communities on the way there? Um, but Jesus is saying, no, no, no. You've t- entirely missed the point That's if right. you think it's just about getting to heaven when you die. This, this is what I'm passionate about. Is the image of God uh, getting restored on the earth? Does mm. the world get to see what Jesus looks like? And And we cannot show what Jesus looks like on our own. Like, I, I don't know, if you've, if you've got one thing from this series and the James series, I hope it is that, that this one thing, that we show the world what Jesus looks like through relationships. Right. You know, in, in all of your relationships, have the mind of Christ. Coming back to that center point, the key is, and this is the very center That's of right. it. And, and so when Paul says, you look like the world, one of the most... Uh, uh, you know, culturally, in the cultures that we live in <coughs> right now, uh, when the world is seeping in, we have individualism mm-hmm. and consumerism are two of the main things that we have to counter as the church. Um, and, and individualism. What I do with my part doesn't affect the rest of the body. That's right. That is individualism at its very core. So I can, I can gossip, I can tear down others, I can let offense fester, and it doesn't affect anyone else. It's only affecting me, or you know, or or at worst, saying it's not affecting anything. Yes, yeah, right. Um, but that's simply not true. It is. It is becoming something that is festering. It is that's becoming right. something that is infecting the whole body. Um, and and Paul is saying this should not be so. No. You know, and to have your own soul infected, like even mm. it's infecting the whole. But yeah, let's deal with our own souls too, like. That's not a fun place to be. No. I know that's not a fun place to be, to have a festering wound of offence. Yeah. Uh, because I've not dealt with it. Right. And I love with Paul that so much goes over his head. You've shared that through the series that yeah. he's just not bothered. And I think because he's not, he's probably not overanalyzing. He's not trying to assume or have suspicions around people's motives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's sort of gotten to this beautiful point of being above all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Um, 
one of the things I think we need to consider with some of this stuff is, is how self-aware are we of how, how do my actions affect those around me? Yeah. Um, uh, I, um, I find it interesting that um, one of the quotes I read yesterday from, from Charles Spurgeon, he, he made the note that, that someone who is living with this kind of mature mindset is not someone who gives offence or takes offence. Mm. Um, and so you, like, we need to think about, am I offensive? A- and some people might take pride in that. Yeah. You know, well, the gospel's offensive. Um, sure. It doesn't mean that we have to be. That's right. <laughs> um, I, I think with a lot of things, it's not what we believe and this I mean this is going to come out in the sexuality and the gospel series uh, I'm really going to hit on this cool. big time because I think we, we as the church man, we need to do so much better because it's not what we believe it's how we believe what we mm. believe um, and, and I have discovered through lots of statistics and other things that, that by and large as the church we have been we have been way more offensive than what we believe yeah um, and just because the gospel might offend uh, a, a self-centered view of the world, and, and it should, and it does, you know, it, it offends me all the time. <laughs> it offends the self out of me. That's it. Um, that does not mean that me as a person should be offensive. That's right. And so are we a person who gives offense, takes offense? How aware are, are we of how we are infecting the body are we infecting it for good or for mm-hmm. bad are we mm-hmm. you know um so i think those things are, are really important and so what can happen is um some, sometimes we can have a perspective of uh, the flesh is bad and the spirit is good and if we go down that track i mean that's actually dualism um and it's not biblical jesus came took on flesh mm-hmm. uh, because he wanted to redeem our flesh not because our flesh is inherently evil in fact in, in the beginning God said it was good it was good and very good um, so Jesus wanting to redeem not just our spirit but our soul mm. and our soul is the place of the mind will and emotions so you could be someone who lives in the spirit and emotionally uh quite immature yeah and quite unaware of how that immaturity is affecting those around us yeah and but actually what jesus is wanting to redeem every area of our life our body our mind our will our emotions and our spirit and 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 all of those need to come into alignment to who god has created us to be as as very good creations Mm -hmm as human beings who are the image bearers of God. And and so, um, and so like, this is actually really important. If we want to show the world what Jesus looks like, it's it's no good just being someone who can pray for the sick. That's right. Um, but then walk around offending everyone all day or being really unaware of the relational stuff going on in our lives. Like, this is actually really important. And as I read the epistles, I go, man, pulpits, way more emphasis on our relationships Absolutely. than he does on anything else. Well, and if we want to say to people, you belong, 
you think even outside the walls of church on Sunday, as a Christian out in the world, if you want to say to people you belong, uh, you've got to be safe. Mm. Um, and we've got, you know, neighbours. We had a neighbour that appeared on our doorstep the other day and um, they're going through some stuff and, and it's because we were safe. out of She was under some... She was not in a good place and she just came to see our lizards. That right. was what she came in the house with the intention right, of. Right. Like, oh, no, she stayed for an hour talking because she found a safe yeah, space. Yeah. And we're going to say you belong, regardless if you believe completely different to us. Um, totally. But yeah. are we living that out? Mm. You know, if we're going around offending people for yep. the gospel or whatever, uh, if we're being offensive, um, are we creating those safe places for people to show up with their junk? Yes. And know that. I can unpack this with this person. They won't. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. And so, I mean, so how have you got some thoughts on how do we how do we mature in those areas as well? Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I guess engaging with some of this stuff is helpful. I mean, term three, we're going to have Richard Blake here. Yes. When we go through our mental health and the gospel uh, series, which will be really good. Yeah. Um, and awaken you. Hopefully, will we mirroring some of that as well with Awaken You. Yeah. Um, so just for those who don't know, who's Richard Black? Richard Black. So he was the pastor of Connections Church, which was pre-Awaken. Mm. Uh, and he's now, uh, he runs a counselling uh, group, I suppose, in Christchurch called Mind Health. Yeah. Um, and so he runs workshops and seminars and, um, yeah, he's a counsellor with a whole team of counsellors and supervisors. So yeah. uh, top-notch. Uh, yeah. And the language that comes out has been really helpful for for many of us and in, in talking around mental health and um, the self-awareness stuff. Yeah. Um, and I know that for me it's been really helpful, even just language around. So if someone has offended me, uh, you know, if an incident has happened. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've got the tools now to, to work through that. And sometimes it's in my journal and it's literally like I, I write it down, what happened, and then I work through the truth. Actually, what's the truth of this situation? Yeah. What are the stories I've made up in my head about this situation? Yeah. Um, and more and more from a starting point of maybe I've got this wrong rather than the other person yeah um, because yeah if I'm angry maybe some insecurity has been hit uh, there's nothing on the other person that's yeah. my own wound they've bumped into totally um, yeah and it's interesting the stories thing Abus we are so like stories shape us that's right and we are actually really good storytellers whether we think it or not um, and so often when someone has done something we create a story mm-hmm. um, and usually the story is um, it's based on a perception of someone's motives yeah and I mean I, I always like one thing I try to remind myself of is that I'm yet to meet a person who wakes up in the morning and says I'm going to hurt Michael today. Yes, right. That is my sole intention. <laughs> I am out to get him, and I'm going to make sure that I upset him and do something that's going to offend him. Like, that's just not... People don't wake up with those no. intentions. By and large, generally, most people have good intentions at heart. Absolutely. But we are um, broken people. Yeah. And um, I saw a quote the other day that said that um, uh, the road to relationship hell is paved with people with good intentions that haven't done any work on themselves. Yeah. And so that's what happens. You know, we come into marriages, we come into relationships, and we are looking, we're we're looking to take something, you know, we're trying to fill voids, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those things, or we're just not, we we aren't aware of how our actions are, you know, uh, infecting others around us. 
Um, and I, don't know, I think it's actually re- really important, especially if you want to be um, uh, in, in leadership or discipleship roles with, with other people, um, is actually we need to do some work on ourselves to mm-hmm. become to become mature. Um, you know, which I, I go to a counsellor. You know, uh, once a month I sit down with a counsellor and it is so good for yeah. me. Um, and he's brought up things. I, I have never thought of that. Mm. If I had not gone to him, I would be so unaware of some critical things. Blind spots. Blind, Blind spots. spots. Yeah. 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 And hey, this is a professional. He's a Christian guy and we talk about Jesus and, you know, all that sort of stuff as well. But, um, you know, but he helps me see some blind spots that I've got. Um, and that is helping me to be a better husband, mm-hmm. a better dad, a better co-worker, a better leader, and just a better person. Mm. And I think that's good. And I wonder with these blind spots, we potentially see them in each other, but we don't call them out. And so it takes a professional to call <laughs> it out in us. It's like, hold on, I'm 37, you've just called that out in me. How many yeah. years have other people <laughs> been frustrated by this blind spot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think um, there's probably some real truth in that, that actually um, because of our individualistic worldview that we live in and in our Western construct, we actually um, we, we need professionals to do what community should be doing for us. Yeah, that's right. Um, but because um, we, we live in an uh, anxious and offended world, uh, we community is not what it used to be. Um, you know, remember back to what we talked about last time with Arvish saying, hey, in India we have right. covenant communities. So imagine if, you know, I talked about belonging ages ago and said that, you know, um, if you didn't, if you didn't choose, like if we didn't choose you, you can't unchoose us, you know, that yeah. whole sort of <laughs> thing. But what happens is as soon as there's an offense or a disagreement, well, we just unchoose. Yeah. We're, we're out of here. We're going to find another perfect church who's never going to upset me or say something I disagree with, you know, and it's, that's just not reality. That's right. Um, and so, but individualism feeds into that um, because it's all about me, what I want, what mm-hmm. I need, um, and what I do doesn't affect anyone else. Yeah. I just want to get my needs met um, and I can, you know, it, and, and I think that, that is the world. Yeah, that's not what Jesus modelled, that's not what no. Paul modelled. No, yeah. no. And so, you know, I, I'm praying for the redemption of community. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said that he's, he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride. Um, I, I was sharing with someone yesterday. And just chatting about a whole lot of this stuff. And he said, oh, he, he said, I love this. It sounds like you're building a community, not a church. I love it. And that's my, my mm. prayer, my hope, is that we would be a community. We're not building a, an institution called church no. that people can come and consume. No, we're trying to build a community of, of people who are faithfully following Jesus, yeah. loving him, loving one another, passionate about getting Jesus what he paid for, uh, and passionate about looking like him. Absolutely. And I'm, yeah, I'm excited about that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely want more of that. And I feel like we get glimpses of it. Even just yesterday afternoon, I was like, ah, oh, this is it. This is this is community. Yeah. Yeah. And I want everyone in the room, not just you know. Yeah. <laughs> the dozen yeah. that might have been there. Yeah. 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 But I, you know, and I think we are, you know, yeah. more and like like I like I said last week, you know, like there's this sense, and, and I, I think I mentioned it. Uh, yesterday as well there's a sense that like that we couldn't do this without the holy spirit 
No. Like we we cannot create community. No. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, His indwelling presence in us, leading us into truth. Yeah. Which and I think uh, if there's anyone who should be doing some offending, <laughs> it should be the Holy Spirit, offending the self out of us. But there's a different like when He does it. You don't feel offended. <laughs> no. It's a different. It's a different thing, isn't it? When he. No. Yeah. It's because <sighs> He's also our comforter. So, you know, the Holy Spirit is like, let me give you a big hug that's right, and that's tell you right. the truth. <laughs> Pointing out that wound. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then let me heal it, you know? Like, yeah. Also, yeah. Totally. And, and, oh, man, that's a really good thought. So, so the Holy Spirit, uh, he, he is the one who points out the infection mm-hmm. uh, and then heals it. That's it. So, so he, here's a, man, this is a good thought. If you... <laughs> If you are offended and you go to someone else hoping they can heal the wound, you are you've missed it because because we cannot fix each other. That's right. We cannot fix each other, only through the Holy Spirit. Uh, and if we follow the way of Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we can reconcile with mm-hmm. one another. But ultimately, um, there's a saying, and it's false that time heals all wounds. It's not true. Nope. Time does not heal all wounds. Mm-hmm. Time makes wounds fester. That's it. Uh, Jesus heals all wounds. That's right. He is the healer. And so if we bring all of our woundedness to him, yeah. then then we'll start to become whole. And, and let's be okay with it being a bit messy because, you know, when Holy Spirit lifts up that scab yes. and you find it's <laughs> pussy and disgusting underneath, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take... And, and, and I know for me... A year and a half ago that was me and I literally we were in conference and, and I was like oh this wound and I for a sort of a day or so I was just like oh man what do I how do I heal like what do I do and then Jesus is just like I got it you know yeah let me heal it yeah and it was yeah. Jenny yeah it was disgusting <laughs> yeah but he healed it yeah. yeah 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 and and because because Jesus healed that in you he healed the body yeah yeah it's good you know like we've got to get the individualism, mm. that individualistic mindset out. Yeah. Like your your wound that you're not allowing Jesus into. It's infecting all of us. My wound that I'm not letting Jesus into, that's infecting mm. all of us. And I think, oh man, if we could if we could sit with that a little bit longer. Yeah. That's yeah, uh that's a rough one to think about. I guess that's our challenge this week to anyone listening. Uh, sit down and ask Holy Spirit to reveal mm. what infected wounds you're carrying around. Yeah, yeah. Um, take some time out to sit quietly with that one. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Let him lead you into truth. Yeah. Let him counsel you with his loving arms around you at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be good. Good for you. Good for us. Good for everyone. Yeah. We look a little bit more like Jesus. Mm. Yeah. It's great. Awesome. Well, I hope you have a great week and I hope the Squadcast has been, uh, uh, I don't want to say enjoyable. <laughs> it's, uh, I, even just chatting, it's just challenged me in a whole lot of areas afresh and so I think that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I pray that you have a great week and uh, maybe in your squads, small groups, Maybe you can just be brave enough to open up a scab with a companion of the Lord who
who can lead you to Jesus, knowing that they are not the fixer. That's right. Jesus is. Yeah, let's lead one another to him. Yeah. Awesome, be blessed. <laughs>